What is going on? Click on Detroit. This is the 4th and 4 Fantasy Football Podcast. I am Luke Canberry, and you know I'm not doing this solo. You know I had to ride along with my man. My man not named Adam Spindler. My man, Ian Rhodes. Ian, what's up, brother? How are you? What's up? Hashtag not Adam Spindler. I I feel like that's going to be an all-year thing. Yeah. I feel like the best part about it is everyone knows about that. Like, this is like a worldwide trend It's right going to be trending on Twitter probably by the end of week one. Easily. Yeah. I mean, this is like the new fad. You're going to see it popping up all over the place. My guess is soon enough you'll see it uh, tagged all over Detroit. Hashtag not Adam Spindler. And I love it. I love every part of it. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Spindler. We're here to talk about fantasy football, Ian, and... Everyone is done with their drafts. The season is about to start. Real life football is back. Tomorrow night. I cannot wait to just sit down and watch football. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And a great game to start the season. You know, I have a, a little bit of an issue with doing a Super Bowl rematch week one. I like when they play a conference championship game. I, think I feel it's, like that's what they've been doing. Yeah, that's what it had been, right, for the last couple of years. It's been like it for a really long time, yep. and I think it's just because I hate the Denver Broncos, but I don't <laughs> want to see them. It's like my first well, I don't think when the, into football. When the schedule makers made this game, they probably didn't say, mm, Cam versus Trevor Simeon, that's the, <laughs> that's it. What a sexy matchup that's, that that's is. That's hot. That is real hot. That's hot. Um, I think Carolina is going to do very well on Thursday. You do? I do. Well, I think I'm not Carolina, so I'm not so sure that's such a sure thing. I think Carolina in real life wins the game. I think Carolina in fantasy terms, I think Cam Newton wins in fantasy terms. Really? I think and I'm going to get this out there right now and this will be a you'll notice this for me all year long. I'm not I don't like primetime games, especially Thursday night games when it comes to my fantasy football roster. I hate it. I hate it. Especially during the season, I do not want to have my star player come off of a game Sunday night, a grueling game on Sunday, a 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock game, whenever, and then have to turn around and play Thursday. I don't think you get good numbers. Never. I think the Thursday games are, are, are defensive struggles. I think there's a lot of turnovers. There's a lot of mistakes. I don't think star players perform on Thursday. I think it's usually a backup who is fresh, who comes through and makes a big play or does something, and that's that guy's usually not on your fantasy team. So when it comes down to me picking players, you'll notice, especially throughout the throughout the year when we do our stardom sit um segment for flex players, You'll notice a lot of times I'm probably going to have Thursday guys just because I, I can't stand it. I hate Thursday games in regarding to fantasy football. All right. What if I told you I completely agree with you while also completely disagreeing with something you said? I think that's an odd contradiction there, but I want to hear it. I wouldn't be against sitting Cam Newton week one. <laughs> against Denver, right? Denver is going to be like, – Awesome on defense this year, right? No doubt. So you want to tell someone who drafted Cam Newton in the third round, yeah. who spent a third-round pick when he could have got himself a RB1 or a wide receiver 2 yep. or, you know, any Jordan tight Reed. end, you know, top yep. tight end, 
you're one you want to tell that person maybe don't start your franchise quarterback. Yes. Hot take. Man, don't do it. Don't do it. Thursday that, night, Thursday night, right? You know, game one, first time that uh, Funches is going to start wow. across from Benjamin, who's a little overweight and hasn't played, may wow. not be ready to go. Jonathan Stewart's another year older against the best defense in the league. Wow. You think that's a good guy to start? I can't, with a with a clear mind, tell people to sit a top three draft pick. I just can't. I can't. It's crazy, I right? I can't. I can never All right. do it. All right. Handshake bet over under four-point touchdown leagues. Cam Newton over 10 points this week. You're going to say easy over, oh, right? Oh, easy over. All right. I'll take the under. Oh, man. Take the under. Wow. Yeah. I'll take the under. We'll find out. You could have set that number. At 17? I was thinking I was going to say 18, okay. and I would have gladly said over still. Okay. Because I don't think... Carolina's offensive philosophy has changed much in the sense that anything they do revolves around Cam, whether he's throwing it or Carolina, he's running it. Yeah. Whether he's running it or he's throwing it, sure. Cam gets everything sure. that goes through that offense. And yep. um, I'm not really going to sit here and say like revenge is on their mind because a Super Bowl and week one of an NFL season is yeah. not the same thing at S- all. Different teams. You yeah. know, and in no way does that mean anything to them. But I, uh, man. I think you. I think, I think, maybe ten was a little low. Yeah. But I. But I would say here. Let's. Let's let's put it at fifteen. Let's be a little more realistic. I will say Cam is not a top twelve quarterback after week one. Okay, that's an interesting one. I'm. I'm. I'll look. uh, I'm interested to look at that next week. I'm going to look forward to that because I like the way you put that twelve. Yeah. Cam is. There are going to be twelve better quarterbacks. Twelve better quarterbacks fantasy wise than Cam Newton in week one. Yep. That's interesting. Um, and I'm there in the sense that I don't like Thursday games. So it's like I think Carolina's going to go out there and score 45 points because they're not. No one will do that all season against Denver. Um, but, man, 12 guys to get more numbers than the quarterback that was probably on, I don't know, over 50% of fantasy football championship teams last year. Yeah. I mean, Cam I mean, how many was times? But don't act like how many times – a guy is awesome one year, and then sure. and then it all flops. You know, it sure. it changes over. Sure, and I'm I'm not talking about Sean Alexander here. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about all right, Superman all right. potentially. Cam Superman. not top top twelve not this top week. Top twelve. That's a, I mean, I don't think. I don't think we're gonna say anything juicier than that. The rest of the podcast. We'll see. I don't think I don't unless you got something else. We'll in see. Your bag, I don't think we're gonna get anywhere we better might. than that. But uh, one of the things I wanted to start off with, Ian, was I wanted to kind of. Circle back, our drafts are done. Mm-hmm. We each have a couple teams. Yep. Um, we talked about this last week where if you don't walk away from your draft happy, you're weird uh, because you picked those players. So you should love your draft. But there are certain picks you just love more than other picks. Whether right. it's a guy that right. you had in your mind that you thought about all summer and you didn't tell anyone. And then, boom, on draft day. You probably you maybe you overreached to pick someone because you know he's going to be a stud. Did or that? Or someone landed right in your lap and you're just so thrilled about it. So tell me on all your teams, give me one guy that you are just thrilled to have on your roster. Keenan Allen. I think I talked about we it last week. So I don't want to go too much into it. Yep. But I reached for Keenan Allen last okay. week. 
uh, in my in one draft. So I was really happy about that. Yep. Uh, another guy I'm pretty happy about Charles Sims. Um, I liked where I was able to, yeah, to get Charles Sims. So that was another one. And Tajai Sharp, which I think we talked about too. So we talked about a little bit of of my guys last week. Mm -hmm. Um, I was pretty, I I was pretty happy going and getting, and going and getting those guys. And Danny Woodhead too. You know, we had one draft where it was a full point PPR is the first year we did football. This is this league that, uh, at the station. Okay. Uh, and Danny Woodhead fell to me. I would say probably fifth round or so, which seems like Danny Wood had fifth round. There's a yeah, you know but that's then you early. That at the end of the season, he's always eighty catches. Yeah. He could have eighty catches this year. Easily. Easily. So those 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 guys, I'm pretty happy about. Okay, so for me, the guy that and and it wasn't even someone that I was thinking about drafting. It wasn't even a guy that I was targeting in the offseason, thinking about okay, where am I going to get him in mock drafts? I I probably never drafted him in any of my mock drafts, but. Here we go in the eighth round of a 14-team league, a very competitive 14-team league. The ACAFFL is what the league is called. And in that league, Josh uh, Gordon. I was almost mentioned Josh Gordon. And I already had him in the eighth round. I already had my quarterback. I already had my running backs. I already had my wide receivers. They were all my, my starting lineup was was so beautiful. And I thought, if I get Josh Gordon, this is like that great waiver wire pickup. How you infuse your roster a couple weeks into the season. And I had this 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 vision. I closed my eyes at my laptop and I and I just saw. Josh Gordon running down the sideline, catching touchdowns and touchdowns and touchdowns. And then I had another, and then all that white, that white turned to black really fast. And then I just got an image of Roger Goodell, and I got really scared. And I thought, oh, no. If Gordon sneezes this year, <laughs> What's coming out he of his won't nose? play because Roger Goodell will suspend him all season, and I won't get him. But I'm so thrilled to have him. I think that once he comes back, that turns my roster in that league into a championship roster. I think that's the type of player that Josh Gordon because because the way I drafted him, I'm not relying on him. Right. I don't need Josh Gordon to be competitive in that league. Right. And I think anyone who has Josh Gordon is probably the same way where you don't necessarily have to have Josh Gordon produce for you, but if he does, he is going to be the juiciest, ripest, reddest cherry on top of your fantasy football team. And so that's why I'm thrilled about him. There's nothing I can say to disagree, and here's why. My last draft of the year, I had no shares of Josh Gordon. Okay. People were reaching for Josh Gordon everywhere ev- everywhere I drafted, yep. and I wasn't getting him. So it was my turn to reach for Josh Gordon. I had the first pick in a non-PPR draft. Okay. Okay? I still took Antonio Brown. Okay? Like 12 teams. Yeah. I come back, and I get Brandon Cooks, okay. right, who I told you I passed on last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. And then I took Eddie Lacy. Okay. Okay. So it's three wide receivers, no flex, and two running backs, non PPR. So I need. I figured, okay, I need one stud running back. Why sure. go three receivers in a yeah, non PPR, right? Great, yeah. So we come back. A lot of guys go off the board. Come back. I have no shares of Demarco Murray. So I'm again want to get in a share of something that I think could be could be breakout for your fourth round pick, the end of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. Beginning of the fifth round, I don't have a tight end. I don't have a quarterback. I don't have a wide receiver three. 
I take Josh Gordon. Oh, that makes you feel so much better about yeah. Josh Gordon. Eighth pick. round, you should be fine. It's crazy. Because, so I took him, and I said, okay, now my next pick, I'll take a receiver. I'll throw him in there for four weeks. And then my receiving core after four weeks is Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks, Josh Gordon. Which is ridiculous. It's stupid, right? Which is just so juicy. I mean, that's just like, that's so many touchdowns. It's so, And even though it's a non-PPR league, I mean, that means you got to get points with yards and touchdowns, right. so you want a guy who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Sure, you're not going to get that bonus half point or point, but that's okay. You want a guy that's going to get a lot of touchdowns. A lot of touchdowns. And those are Look receivers at RG, who get double digits. Here's, here's where Josh Gordon will, will be successful or not successful if RG3 is still healthy in Week 5. Sure. I mean, that would, that would obviously help. Because I think. RG3 loves the deep ball. He does. Loves. And who better, if you're throwing the deep ball to, than Josh yeah, Gordon? To just let Josh run under it. Yeah. And Josh Gordon showed a couple years ago, and it's crazy to think that it was a couple years it's ago. It's been years. It's been years since he's produced the way he produced. But he was unbelievable. Yeah. He was Allen Robinson before Allen Robinson was Allen Robinson. Yeah, he was, he was Julio before. Stu- he, was, he was Julio yeah, before He was Julio. putting up those stupid numbers that yeah. no one even like knew where they were coming from. Right. No one even knew where this was from. Yeah. So that's the guy I'm thrilled about. But conversely, there's always a guy, even though, you know, sometimes you're just forced to make a pick. Sometimes you're in a bad spot. A couple guys go ahead of you that you want. Yeah. And you find, you find yourself in a rough spot. You don't know what position you're So who's a guy you were scared about drafting or that you're not thrilled about? Mm. Well... I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled now with all my shares of Jamal Charles, and we'll come back to that. Yeah. But all my shares of Jamal Charles are now scaring me to death. So another guy I was a little bit weary about taking uh, was Randall Cobb, and I'll tell you why. Um, Randall Cobb could be, if Randall Cobb is Randall Cobb of two years ago because Jordy's back. Jordy's back, yep. Great, but I have him as my wide receiver two on a team, oh. and if Jordy doesn't um, come back healthy, and Randall Cobb is forced into that number one role again. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's not going to be my no, he's not going to be good enough to be my number two receiver. No, and conversely, where you would be worried about Cobb in that situation in my auction league, league a twelve team auction league, Randall Cobb is my wide receiver four. Right, which I feel great about. Right, uh, absolutely. If Green Bay's clicking the way we've seen them click, yeah, then that turns into a really good pick. Right, and he's too good to be wide receiver four, and I'll probably have to move him. Guy I was scared about, I also took Jamal Charles in one of the leagues, and not even now today where, we, where we're seeing, you know, what's, where, where the issue is with Jamal Charles. I was worried on draft day. I took him knowing that Jamal Charles, when he's right in a PPR league, is about as good as it gets. The yeah. guy scores touchdowns. Kansas City runs their offense through him. They check down to him all the time. He's a great running back. He scores touchdowns. He does it all. He does it all, and it's great. But, you know, when you draft someone like that with the injury history that Jamal Charles has, you're going to be worried. And then when he, when you hear that he's not even going to be ready, potentially for week one, week two, that just kind of kills you even more. The other one for me. Before we get off Jamal Charles, we're in a, I'm in a 14-team league here at the station. And uh, um, Jamie, our, our fabulous sports reporter, yes. drafted Jamal Charles. And you know that pretty well because – you may or may not help out with that team from time to time. Maybe. Okay, I have Spencer Ware in that league. You do. You guys also have Le'Veon Bell. We do. So right now your week one starters should have been Charles and Bell, right? Correct. Bell gets suspended, Charles not hurt. Correct. You guys, I'm not even sure who you're going to start. Yep. But you probably want Spencer Ware. 
So we should probably leave this podcast she thinking of. May possibly oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ware. She Jamie may, Edmonds may yeah, possibly. Jamie want Edmonds Ware. may possibly yes. want Spencer Ware. So you may just if you see Jamie in the hallway, you may want to touch on the fact that I have Spencer Ware <laughs> and that may help her. Just okay. Now we can move on. Now we can move on. Okay, great. I mean, I will pass that information along to her. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would appreciate it if you if did. If I see her. If you see her. Correct. If I see her. Right. Not like it's not like we're always talking about this. Which I don't even know what league you're actually talking. Oh I mean, right, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 uh, sure, sure. So the other guy in that I was, and I think I told you this last week, uh, that I was. When it came down, when when my name came up on the draft, we had I had a minute to make my pick. Looking at all my rosters in the fifth round, and I took Andrew Luck, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I like Russell Wilson a lot more than I like Andrew Luck. And Russell Wilson went in the third round in this league. And I think Russell Wilson... He went before Andrew Luck. He went before Andrew Luck. Third round before Andrew Luck. I think Russell Wilson is quarterback one. I think Aaron Rodgers could be quarterback one, uh, but I I have more faith in Russell Wilson being QB one. In a redraft, really? Yeah, I think when Mm. the season's over, he's QB one. Um, I think he's so talented, and I think that offense is 100% his now. I think they are not going to... And you have no worry that Doug Baldwin is the number one guy there. I don't because I don't think it matters. I think Russell Wilson is the kind of quarterback... I don't want to sit here and say he's Tom Brady in the sense that it doesn't matter who he throws the ball to. He'll make him good. But Russell Wilson's ability to throw on the run is spectacular. Sure. And because of that, those broken plays aren't like 50-50 balls. That's where he wants to be. He wants that broken down play, and he's so athletic, he's so quick, and he's got such a cannon for an arm that all he needs are athletes out there. And Tyler Lockett and Doug Baldwin are athletes. They can get down the field, they hold on to the ball, and they catch touchdowns. And I don't think Baldwin's going to even – and you're talking to a guy who did draft Baldwin, but – I don't think I don't expect Baldwin to do what he did the last what was it, the last eight games of the season last year where it was just touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. No, I don't expect that, but I do think that uh, Seattle will be very good with them. Well, let me ask you a question, Louis. This is one thing I haven't heard brought up, and maybe because you know we didn't have a lot of him last year. He was off the field. No Marshawn Lynch this year at all for Seattle. Does that affect Russell Wilson? I don't think it does. I think all that does for Russell is it gives him more emphasis on the offense. It it, it makes him more of the go-to guy. Now they know that they are this is don't get it twisted. This is a passing offense. This is an offense that will throw with the best of them. This isn't a come up and up the field and hand it off on first down and if it's second and short hand it off again. No, this is a big play offense. This is if they get any production on the ground like they did last year without Marshawn Lynch, they'll be perfectly fine. And I think Russ will be huge this year. Like I said, QB one. I mean, I think he's QB. I think he's QB one. I wish I had him instead of Andrew Luck on my team, and I don't have it. And I'm stuck with Andrew Luck. But with that said, you can't be angry with Andrew Luck. Oh no, Luck is Luck should be a stud. There's no reason. Luck, aside from him taking a bunch, you know, that offensive line being so bad that he gets beaten up again and his and he in the in his ribs are destroyed again and he can't throw. Aside from that, but like we said last week, you can never go in projecting injuries. I don't think that that's that's not the way to play fantasy football because in that sense, you can everyone can get injured, you know. So it's not a there's no sense in doing it that way, right? 
Yeah, yeah. You can't. You you just. I mean, you, you can't. You, can't you, there's maybe a guy you may say, okay, I'm not. I'm gonna. My value on this guy goes down a little bit because he has an injury concern. But you can't go into the season expecting sure. someone to be injured. agreed. Okay. okay. Yeah. So that's All the way to do it. All right. So Ian, that's that's those are the guys that we're looking at for kind of for the year long, and we'll kind of track where we are with them and. If the guys that we say were like how I'm excited with Josh Gordon, we'll see if it give, pans give, out. Let me give you one more. I apologize. Let me give you one. One just clicked in my one head. One more that you like or that you didn't like, 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 and I'll like. make it quick. Kenny Stills. I love Kenny Stills in Miami. He's on my bench in four wow. teams. Okay, think about it. Wait for it. Devontae Parker is not going to be the guy there. I think he's injured all the time. I think he's annoying the coaches. You I th- don't have Devontae Parker anymore, do you? I know. I traded him. You, you traded did. him to I me, him to you. and I got rid of him good. for Devontae Freeman good. in a dynasty league. Good, good. Okay. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. He is not the guy. No. Kenny Stills is the two receiver there. Wow. All right. Jarvis, Kenny Stills, mark it down. We'll talk about it later in the year. It's great because I think that, that offense has a potential to be very, very strong still because I think Jarvis Landry is one of the best receivers in the NFL. Um, but what I want to touch on now is something we'll go through every week. This is um, Stardom Sidem, and we're not gonna, we're not just gonna sit here and tell you to start Julio Jones because I think you should. Yeah, and but I, you probably would have said that same thing about Cam Newton. Eh, probably would have, and I'm not gonna tell you to sit a wide receiver from Cleveland named Rennell Hall because you should know that you should know that he's wait on a receiver page, named Rennell Hall. He's on page thirteen of this DraftKings. Book and he just shouldn't be there, and so I'm not gonna. Talk, I'm not going out on a limb by saying sit him. No, because he shouldn't be on your roster. No. So I want to look at guys that are. I don't even think he's on a dynasty roster. Twenty five team, so six. Either. We have a sixteen team league with twenty five guys. So. He's not on a if roster. Anyone has him in Spindler. Yeah. But uh, or that James. Would, that would suck for him. As James probably that. just picked him up to IR him. Anyway, go yeah. ahead. Um. So how about I want to look at guys that most people would have as a flex guy. You know, as a wide receiver three, as a running back three. Great. Somewhere around there. And I'll start with a guy I think you should sit this week, potentially next week, potentially week three and week four, unless something changes in weeks one and two. And that's Julian Edelman, who I like and I think is a fine football player, but I need to see it first before I go all in on Edelman. So I say this week Edelman stays on your bench at Arizona. I could see him sitting on the bench against Arizona. A, Tyron Matthews. Exactly. Probably going to be on him, right? Yep. So that's why you sit him. Yep. I don't know that I agree weeks two, three, and four. We'll see. Because Jimmy, I know you're worried about Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. but I think if New England's offense is in a good place for Jimmy Garoppolo because when you're a young quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience and can't read defenses very well, you want to get the ball out quick. And who better to get the ball out quick to than Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski, right? I don't think quick. Gronk's value goes down at all. Because I think Gronk is that big target that someone like Garoppolo, who we don't know if he has happy feet when he feels the sure. pressure. We don't know where his, his pass is high or his pass is low. I'm not worried about Gronk because Gronk is like a garbage. He brings in sure. anything that's thrown his way. Right. A guy like Edelman, the reason Edelman and before him Wes Welker and before him you know, Deion Branch, and before him, Troy Brown had success with Brady as their quarterback is not necessarily because he gets rid of the ball quickly and it gets him. It's because he hits them in perfect stride right. every single time. Timing. And these guys it's all are about able timing. to get yards after the catch. Right. I agree. Can Garoppolo throw the ball quick? Yes. Everyone, every quarterback that's in the NFL has that skill yeah. to hike the ball and then get rid of the ball. Right. 
Can he Timing. throw it in stride right before the corner makes his break to allow Edelman to turn the corner and run upfield? I don't know yet. Don't use math with so me. So I need to see that first. <laughs> so I need to see that first. So I'm saying this week and maybe until Brady comes back, I want to sit Julian Edelman. I definitely say this week sit him. Good. So we're in agreement. Look at yeah, that. That's I like that. One. I'm my number two sit him guy. Nope. <laughs> I just looked over at your list. So this is – this goes – it's DeMarco Murray to, to kill the suspense. It's DeMarco Murray. And the reason I'm putting DeMarco Murray, again, this is just a week one thing. Okay. I think DeMarco Murray could be good in Tennessee. They have a good okay. offensive line. I think he gets back. He gets to run the way he likes to run the ball. I think he's going to get a lot of runs between the tackles. And they have that big, mauling offensive line that they've built with first-round draft picks pretty much at every position. And, and so down the stretch, I think he's a guy you keep on your team. But this week, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna see how much of the offense they can give to Mariota. Mm-hmm. I think they're gonna see what he can do there. And Love Mariota this Minnesota year. is a good defense. And Minnesota no longer has their starting quarterback. They had to go out and get one, which means there's more emphasis on this defense. I think this defense, when Bridgewater went down, I bet you the defense huddled up. The leaders of that defense got together. And they said, this is on us. We're a playoff team. And then they laughed and looked at Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Let's show that they're – you know what you're going to get from me. Let's show them why this is a playoff team. So I think the defense plays out of their mind week one. I think they play inspired for Teddy Bridgewater. And I, I, don't, I don't love DeMarco Murray this week. You obviously think DeMarco Murray should be in a starting lineup. Uh, As a I guess, I guess when I looked over at it, I was thinking – Long term, yeah. yeah. yeah I so I could like see one. I could see week one, it, depending PPR league. I'd sit Demarco Murray week one. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It. I guess it depends who you have to sit, start over him in Demarco's case. Always. Yeah. Always, but specifically for me in Demarco's case, it would have to be somebody with a high upside. Okay. To sit Demarco Murray. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. My third guy to sit. Is a guy that's a lot like DeMarco Murray in the sense of the way he runs. And again, if if we're talking a PPR league, I think this is this is a no-brainer. Um, it's uh, Jeremy Hill out in Cincinnati. They're going at the Jets this week. And the Jets have one of the meanest, meatiest, dirtiest, strongest, elitist defensive lines in football. And it's clogged <laughs> up the middle. Elitist like Elitist like like gross point like like button <laughs> down like, shirts not like nose in the air oh elitist okay. elitist like elite players and I pluralized it yes. and I think I did it wrong it's cool and it's why I'm a producer <laughs> and it's why they don't put me in front of the camera um, I don't love Jeremy Hill in the sense that I think the Jets do one thing really well on defense and that's stop, stop the run yeah and I think that uh, it would behoove Cincinnati. To have a guy like Gio Bernard, yeah, who was Cincinnati on my wins this to be on the field. Yeah, Cincinnati's wins this game if they're throwing the ball. This exactly. Week. This yeah. is what they need to do. They need to realize that now there's a little bit of a, a void after AJ Green. You know, there, there's no long. You know, Joe, Marvin Jones is here in Detroit, and Mohamed Sanu is in Atlanta, and those were guys who were good receivers mm-hmm. who. Even if they weren't... No Tyler Eifert. For no the, Tyler Eifert as for, well here yeah. at the beginning, who was massive yeah. last year. And so these are guys who, even the number two, number three receivers, who they weren't necessarily putting up huge numbers, 
but they were doing something that you don't see in the stat sheet, and that's taking away a little bit of pressure from right. A.J. Green, taking away a safety maybe. So now A.J. Green gets a safety plus Revis. Plus Revis, which right. means I think Cincinnati needs to look down on their roster and say, okay, who do we trust second? And I think it's Gio Bernard. Yeah, I agree. So I think that's why on my start list, I'll start you off right now, my number one flex, you know, RB2, everything I got to start is Gio Bernard this week. Lots of volume. Lots of volume. I just put in a trade offer for Gio Bernard. Really, right before we started this, I offered up John Brown for him. And I have a plethora of receivers. Now, in in a league where somebody's going to listen to this, because I could wait to post the podcast. Nah, I mean, I, I would like to think that everyone is just dying to get to this podcast and download it on clickondetroit.com. It's the place to be. But let's say he forgets this week. Got and it. doesn't listen. Okay. What do you want to say about this? <laughs> no, I, 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 I like that. I'm not – that uh, John Brown scares me, so that's one reason yeah. I like it. But I do think Geo is very high-volume upside this year. Yeah. For all the reasons you spoke of, not just for week one, yep, yep. but for the whole season, I really do think until Eifert comes back that Geo is the number two receiving option on that team. So do I. And uh, let me tell you this. If he comes back and says no to that trade, he declines my trade offer, I'm prepared to offer him up Dante Moncrief. Mm. Mm. Again, Dante Moncrief ah. is my wide receiver five. Wow. Oh, is this is this an auction league? This is the auction. Oh yeah. This so is the that's probably fine. Where that's fine. I'm heavy at the receiver position. That's fine. You know, so who's I your running backs in that league? Jamal Charles. Okay. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Matthews. Okay. And uh, my boy. Go get you. my boy Jay Zai. Go, <laughs> my boy. He's obviously. Jeez. Obviously, I wasn't. Go uh, get Geo. I need to go get Geo. Yeah, you gotta I need, go get Geo. By, by the end of today or tomorrow. Yeah, you gotta go get Geo. I have Gio. to have Geo Bernard on my team. I agree. And so uh, I'm, I started off at John Brown, who's wide receiver six. Yep. I will move up to wide receiver five. Yeah. And I will entertain the idea of offering him up on Randall Cobb if he says no. No. Concrete. No. Too much. It probably is too much, but you got to remember, what I'm you a need. guy who has yeah. six wide receivers. Got and it. I need to get seven wide receivers. You also have Kevin White sitting around there. Not that he's going to do anything, but I have him down there at the bottom of my oh roster. My so uh, my next guy to start, this is kind of a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer for this me. This is uh, Spencer we'll Ware. We'll talk about we this one daily. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll talk about it more on daily. Yeah, go probably. start Spencer so, Ware yeah, in your flex. Yeah. Now let me ask you this, because I have a pretty good PPR and he's not gonna lo- he's not gonna get much love in PPR, right? Mm-hmm. So I have I have Danny Woodhead. I'm starting. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I need to pull up the roster here. Um, but the big question is, in my flex, do I start Spencer Ware or Willie Sneed? Yeah, we talked about this a couple days ago. And oh, Lamar Miller. So I'm starting Lamar yeah, Miller. Starting probably still starting Danny Woodhead yeah, yeah, in yeah, PPR yeah. over Spencer Ware. Sure. Do I, I in my flex? I have Willie Sneed. Do I yeah. start Willie Sneed yeah. or do I start Spencer Ware week one I think with no depends. Jamal Charles? Say Jamal I, Charles is out. I am more of a, I would consider myself more conservative mm-hmm. when it comes to how much risk I take in fantasy football. So for me, if I'm if I'm if I have the ability to start a running back who's going to get twenty plus touches and yeah. he's going to be on the field seventy five percent of the offensive plays, I'm starting him no matter what. I agree with you. I understand why you why it's a debate. I understand yeah, why be, there's a question to it. I mean, Willie Sneeze has five catches and a touchdown. Boom. Can I don't yeah. I don't think spa- I don't think. And that's not out of the realm of possibility, no, right? No, it's yeah, not. It's yeah. absolutely not. Right. It's absolutely not. But conversely to that, it's also not out of the realm of possibility that he has two catches for eight yards. Sure. And you know he just gets bottled up and sure. lost in the shuffle. Right. And someone else from New Orleans goes. So it's just a matter of. What what do you what what do you value? Breaking more? news: I already had Spencer Ware in, in in there. I did. I made the switch last and night. I think he stays, right? But I think that I think he stays. I think he stays, and I think he should stay. My last guy to start this week is a guy that I like even even on a 
all year type type thing. Mm. And that's for Garrett Blunt. Oh. And I, I touched on Arizona. why I don't like Julian Edelman this week with the Garoppolo factor. And this could be one of those weeks where Belichick just runs the ball 45 times. And sure. whatever he does seems to work. And I think this could be a case of that. And I think that LeGarrette Blount would be the recipient of potentially two to three touchdowns this week. Because I do think man. New England wins on the road with no oh, Tom Brady. Man. And I the think more we that talk about this, a lot of I do not see – I see them getting killed this <laughs> week. Arizona. We're talking about – okay. Now, when we get to the Carson Palmer, hurt wide receivers, yeah. Michael Floyd number one, yeah, yeah. when we get to that conversation later – I'm going to agree with you that they scare me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you're talking about David Johnson, yep. Michael Floyd, Larry Fitzgerald, possibly John Brown, Carson Palmer, who yep. looked awful in the preseason. Yep. But that very good offense from if last year. If it's preseason or playoffs, Carson Palmer looks awful. Okay. If it's regular season. So we'll say, nice. we'll, say, we'll say they look like they did midway through the season yep. last year. Yep. Very good. Yep. Arizona, very good defense. Yep. Matthews, Peterson, yep. right, against Jimmy Garoppolo. Correct. No Deion Lewis. Correct. And you think that the Patriots win? Correct. Wow, I thought starting Cam Newton was cra- or sitting Cam Newton was crazy yeah. this week. Yeah. No, give me give me the Cardinals hands you'll down. You'll find you'll you'll find this out about me, and and I am in no way, shape, or form a New England Patriots fan. Um, but you will find out that I rarely pick against them. Uh, it's been fifteen years, man. Brady, do it, Brady. He blew out his ACL week one, and they still won 10 games. The dude, the, the team is crazy. The system is in place. It's wonderful. It's 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 crazy. And I do think that Belichick doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and somewhere, Scott Pioli is saying, I yeah. want to pay that guy $60 million to be my starting quarterback. In oh, Kansas God. It's a great move there by uh, um, No way. I, I give, me, give me the Cardinals all day. Okay. Hey, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to sway. I mean, this isn't, uh, this isn't a survivor pool here. This is fantasy football, and I'm just saying, start looking at Blah because I think he's gonna get a lot of touches, especially in the red zone where they don't want to turn the ball over and let Garoppolo throw an interception. And I think Legarrette Blunt gets two touchdowns this week. How about that? False. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. I, I, who might argue with your logic? Um, <laughs> let me give you some. Let me give you some very good fantasy advice on this. Okay. False. Strong man. That's why he's the best in the business, ladies and gentlemen. That's why he's the best in the business. Uh, Ian, another one of these segments that we wanted to do every week, I th- and I think this is I think this is a good one. This this allows us at least to talk about some of the uh, the top flight guys in fantasy football. Some of the guys that we won't be talking about in the stardom sit em thing. Guys who are obviously going to be in your lineup. Because I, I I said this I've said this to you. I said this to everyone I know, and this is why I took the Cam Newton thing so crazy is because. Somebody drafted the top three rounds, I think you have to start them every single week. I don't sure. care what the matchup is. I don't care who they're playing. I don't care what's going on. Sure. I don't care who your backup is. Nothing. Now, now let injury, me. Those guys are in your lineup every single week. For me, they're in my lineup yeah. every single week. I don't think there's anybody you drafted who you could start over Cam anyway. Probably not. You know, you probably didn't That's draft why I somebody. Like, I like when you change it to he will right. not be a top he, 12. But he will not be top player. 12 And I week. like that. And that goes into what we're looking at this yeah. week. This is All the right. over and under segment. All so right. we are taking the... The number, the, the, the projected rank, the number that I'm going to give you, the projected point total yep. that I'm going to give you is for a half-point PPR league Kay. where quarterbacks receive four points for passing touchdowns. Got it. All their touchdowns are six points. Got it. And the yards, you know, 10 points, 10 yards, Kay. you get to a point. The first guy is a man that is near and dear to my heart. 
a man. Literally, that's, you're literally it, literally have the logo on your heart right now. On my heart right now. Yeah. Um, it's a guy that a lot of people are calling, and it's part of it's because of the matchup against New Orleans, who are saying this may be quarterback one by the end of the after week one, and I think this is. Sure, I can more. totally see that. You no, know, but the number for Derek Carr's who we're talking over. about, Oakland Raiders quarterback, is twenty two point over. You're saying over. Yeah. I mean, New Orleans, the, their their defense is going to not be great again, okay. right? Yep. And they're going to put up a lot of points. Yep. Right? I think this is probably the highest scoring game of the week. Okay. Maybe next to Indianapolis and, and Detroit, but I think, I'm sure if you look, and I haven't I haven't looked at any lines yet. Yeah, we're the talk, for the, I'm sure yeah. it's the highest one, yeah, hands probably. down. Yeah, yeah. There's so, and I, I don't think they're getting there on Latavius Murray's back, right? So, I think, I think Derek Carr over. I think he's probably... Top three quarterbacks this week, points wise. I like it. There's a smile on. My yeah, face. I, you guys couldn't see that smile. <laughs> it was so big. There's a smile on my face. It was big. Um, I'll stay with the quarterback, and I. Good thing I'm, I'm cutting this gonna... podcast up because you totally <laughs> would have took that. It's so big. We'd be looping that yeah, all year. Uh, I am not going to. I don't want to say push, but yeah, I, I'll I'll say over more so because. New Orleans, this will be a shootout. Uh, I'll put sure. it that way. It's gonna be, it. I'll say over because it's going to be a got shootout. Uh, another, the, the, I'll stick with the quarterback position. The next guy I want to give it to you is Eli Manning, who is playing the Dallas Cowboys, like always, on week one. What do you think? Hmm. 18.1 is Eli Manning's number. 18.1. I'm going to say under. Huh. Yeah. Why is that? And, and when you asked me this originally, I, I wrote down over. Okay. I wrote down over. But I think that Dallas is going to be a different team this year, right? I think they're going to control the ball a lot more. I think why Rashard Jennings is is healthy, mm-hmm. New, or- I mean, New York is going to be balanced, okay? I could see during the year where Eli is the best quarterback for four weeks at some point yeah. when, Rashard, when Rashad Jennings is hurt, mm-hmm. Orleans Darkwar Paul Perkins is the guy, mm-hmm. and they're just throwing to o- OBJ, yep. and they're throwing the Sterling Shepard. Yep. I don't think that's Week One. It's in Dallas, right? It's it's in Dallas. It yeah. is in Dallas. Okay, yes. in Dallas. Yes, in Dallas. Give give me uh, the under on Eli eighteen points. I think your your logic is very sound. I understand everything you're saying. I'm going to go over strictly because it seems like every year these teams play Week One, and every year Eli has a big game against Dallas Week One. I just feel it's the only thing different is this is, is it's not a primetime game. It's a 4 o'clock game. I'm going to go over with Eli um, because I do still think at their core they throw the ball a lot, and I think Dallas may have the worst defense in the NFL. No. Okay. I, I'm not saying it's good, mm-hmm. but we're going to talk about the worst defense in the NFL a little bit later, and I'll tell you who that is. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, switch to the running back position, the guy we talked about earlier. Uh, and we're going to talk about him more later when we get to Dale, uh, to Daly, of course. But let's throw it out there. Spencer Ware, 16.8 points. Uh, what do you think? That's 100 yards and a touchdown. 100 yards and a touchdown. Does he get that against San Diego? Yes. I think Specifically I think because it's San Diego. Yep. San Diego, Joey Bosa start, doesn't start. He hasn't played all, all preseason, yep. right? Yep. Without Joey Bosa, man, they got lit up this preseason. Yep, yep. I mean, and, and again, it's preseason, and they're not stunting, mm-hmm. and they're not they're running basic defense, but they are not a good defense. And they're much better against the pass than they are against the run, and I could see them just handing off to Spencer yeah. Ware over and over and over and in the red zone 
and the, yeah, all I'm saying easily over 16. Yeah, there's, which makes there's a, there's which a, makes it now that I I'm definitely starting with yeah, Willie yeah, Sneed if we're saying 16. Yeah, yeah, 16. yeah, yeah. I take that. Um, I think there's a part of Andy Reid that knows that that knows Jamal Charles is ready to go. Yeah, but. He's thinking long term and right. he also wants to see what he's got in Spencer. Where I think I think Kansas City right. knows that they're a better team than San Diego. They know they could beat him, and I think that they this is a good this is a good test for Spencer. Where how does he how does his body react during the week after twenty plus carries after pass blocking you know twenty five times all those hits his body's gonna take how does he react to it? This is a good test. This is a good gauge for Andy Reid to see throughout the season. So I agree with you in the. Over for Spencer Ware. The other running back that was drafted ridiculously high uh, this year was a top five pick in most leagues, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 15.6 points. Oh, so yeah. right around that Spencer Ware, 100 yards and a touchdown against the Giants at home. First game of his career. Yeah, I say. I say because I think they're going to force feed him as well. Because it's Dak, because the Giants do have a good defense, and I don't think Dak is just going to be able to throw the ball 35, 40 times, right? Okay. They're going to hand off a lot. I also think he is going to catch the ball to the backfield. So if you're talking about a half-point PPR, mm-hmm. I'd say he has four catches. That's two points there. I'd say he does score one touchdown. That's eight points there. So now to get over your 15, I only need 70 yards. Total, yeah. Total between catching and receiving, I'm saying, yeah, over 15. Okay. I'll go under just for the sake of uh, just for the sake of it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how much Dallas is going to – I think Dallas will run. I don't necessarily that I don't necessarily think that means Zeke gets over over fifteen carries. And I want to. You don't see think he gets over him. fifteen carries? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not certain of it. No. Okay. I'm not certain of it that he's gonna. I think he has fifteen carries at halftime. Whoa! No! Whoa. No! 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 no, 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 no. no. Uh, I, as I'm realizing, I, I now, do think he may have fifteen touches at halftime. I don't think he does. No, I don't think he does. I don't. I don't think he does. I'm not even. Well, he's going to be on the field for 15 plays at halftime. But not that much. I don't know. Not that much. I don't think he's going to be week one. He's going to just get thrown into this and and be very successful. So good. Um, Now that I'm writing down these these names here that I've written down, I'm realizing that they're all from the same game. But we'll go (laughs) stick with this Giants-Cowboys great matchup that I'm just plugging away. Um, Odell Beckham. I say Odell Beckham. 17 points is the number for Odell Beckham. I'll say over, even though I said under on Eli, and here's mm-hmm. why. I do think he gets a lot of catches in this game. Yeah, so do I. I think I think he's getting 10 catches. Yeah. Easily, easy 10 catches. So that's five points right there. Yep. I say he probably has the their only passing touchdown. Okay. Okay, so what's yeah. that, 11? Right and yardage, where, where I mean, he's, he's getting 100 yards, right? Yeah. So, yeah, way over 17 for yeah, me. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. And the last name, I'll switch over to the uh, Lions-Colts game. In way Lions. over. Andrew Luck's way number one over. receiver, T.Y. Hilton. Way over. Now here's, now, here's one reason maybe I shouldn't get so excited. Darius Slay will be on T.Y. Hilton, And that's right? why I put him on here, because I think or we both think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Yes, or does Darius Slay go on Moncrief and they double Hilton? Either way, okay. either, either way, way he's gonna be a Hilton focal point. Yeah. is going to be a focal point for the Lions' defense. Now, has that ever stopped anybody from blowing the Lions up? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Do I think he goes over 14? I do think he scores, so he's going over 14. Mm-hmm. You know, e- easily this week, um, I think he goes over 14. But I will say, if he doesn't, the reason is he is the focal point for the Lions because they don't have to stop the run. Yeah, and I think Andrew Luck is a smart enough quarterback 
to kind of be able to take what the Lions give him. Yeah. I don't think the Lions are a good enough defense to where Andrew Luck feels compelled to force things, which he has been prone to do because he doesn't mm-hmm. turn the ball over. But I think when he plays a defense that he knows he can control and he can kind of dictate and read what they're doing and take it. And so, like you're saying, if Slay's on him, then maybe he just says, well, that means any other of my receivers or Dwayne Allen, who I think will have a big game, yeah. will be able to exploit man coverage from lesser personnel. Sure. Or if Slay's over on Moncrief, like you said, then the double comes over on Hilton, and that still just opens up everything. So there's a chance I think Hilton goes under, but not because... Hilton's not a good play. Sure. You know, Hilton is. I would still start Hilton. You still start yeah, Hilton. Yeah, you got to start him in this game. And the cool thing about a guy like Hilton is he is a screen, a bubble screen away from sure. 180 right. and a touchdown. You know, well, that's, that's yeah. all it takes. He, can, he can get that in one play. Sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One. Yeah, one bomb, yeah. touchdown, yeah. Easily. Let me ask you a question. Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton this week. This is not a pause in the podcast this is louis thinking i'll go cam newton mm. i go stafford i think stafford's one of your guys who's over cam newton this week i think He's indianapolis the golden 12 yeah i think i think indianapolis's defense not very good okay i don't think that's um a stretch for anybody right nope um not very good i think anquan bolden could have a good game okay I think Marvin Jones could have a good game. Okay. I think Golden Tate could have a good game. Okay. I don't know that Ebron's going to be back, and if he is, okay. he'll be effective. I think Theo Riddick is, an, is a sneaky yep. daily play this week. Yep. Um, I think the Lions score a lot, but they don't score enough. Okay. I just think I want to see it first. Sure. I want to see the Lions' first-string offense go up and down. Put it all together. Scoring yeah. when I know that they can't run the ball on first and second down. And that will help out a Can they not defense. run the ball first and second down all season or against the Colts? Because I don't think that's the case against the Colts. I think On this... paper, you should be able to run against Indianapolis Colts because for the last 20 years, they've been probably the worst run defense collectively over the last 20 years. Yeah. They've never been able to stop the run. They've had two franchise quarterbacks. I think can't figure out all of Metro Detroit yeah. is so excited about yeah. this team next week. Yeah. They either could beat the Colts or will look good on offense, and it will be because they're playing the Colts. And so it will be I, because they're playing the Colts. But right. we'll see. It's, it's, it's something that, on paper, yes, they should be able to run on first and second down, even though they are not a good running team. Right. But I still don't think they will be. That's how poor of a running team Do you team start Frank Gore this week against the Lions? If I'm going to start Frank Gore all season because I drafted him, yeah. and I wouldn't draft him and I haven't drafted him all season, yeah. I start him this week. I guess I would, you know, as an RB2, I guess I, you know, or as a flat, you know, I'd, I'd rather have him in my flex spot. Not starting him in a PPR league, but in a standard league. No, in league, a standard league, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind him as a running back, too. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I'm not scared do you start, of the Lions defense. Do you start him or you start Jeremy Langford against Houston? I go Jeremy Langford just because I, I think Jeremy Langford has a better chance of scoring a touchdown. Do you start him or do you start. Arian Foster against Seattle's defense. Uh, I'd start Frank Gore. Do you start Frank Gore or do you start? I had one more here for you. Um, I'll go out on a limb and say I start Todd Gurley over him. Okay. And I, start I like AJ that. Peterson over him. Jonathan Stewart or against Denver or nope, Frank I'm, Gore? I'm going Frank Gore. It's more okay. so because of the Thursday All right. thing. All right, let's more move so on. because of the Thursday thing. But let's, let's go on to uh, the thing that I think is, is daily fantasy bigger? 
it's, than it's the, your regular fan. You, I've you been like waiting 45 fantasy? minutes for this podcast <laughs> to talk about Daily Fantasy. I'm going to tell all my friends to go 45 yeah, minutes into the podcast, right and so let's you, talk you, about Daily Fantasy. You like Daily Fantasy yeah. more than uh, you like regular fantasy. Uh, I don't know about more, but during the season, yes. Okay. So I'm mock drafting, I'm mock yeah, drafting yeah, yeah, all yeah, off-season, yeah. all off-season. But when we get into the season, because I can control week to week. Yep. And... Cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching. This is where I put in the the dollar yes, sign sound the, effect, this is the right? Money Manzel just yeah. walked through the door, right? So and uh, I I I didn't fully buy into it last year. I I enjoyed it. I did it. Um, uh, I I think I'm gonna get a little bit more into daily fantasy. Let me know year. if you need a spreadsheet <laughs> with guy, the best players versus a, the worst defense spreadsheet. Professor, whether or not you were a good student in high school and college is irrelevant because you know how to use Excel when it comes to daily Yeah, fantasy. absolutely. Very impressive. But, um, so then you're, you're someone who I could just ask you and, and, and figure out some stuff. So how much do you look into the matchup that the player has over the player? That's big. I, I mean? like the matchup. I okay, like the so matchup. The matchup is very important. Matchup's important to me. Oh, every weekly matchup, as it should be, because it's a weekly yep. thing. You don't care about. And what I'll give you. Doing. And I'll give you an example. And we'll talk a little bit more about my team and your team mm-hmm. going forward. But I love Houston this week. So do I'm I. All I over Houston. See all my players from Houston. I, oh, that are makes they? Me feel oh. good. That makes me feel good. Our team. We haven't talked my, about our teams yet. Our team at all. But that makes me feel really yeah. good about my team because yeah. I have. Uh, a couple Houston guys on my squad. Yeah, I think I have three. Yeah, so I, I like that. I like hearing that. Yeah. Um, so matchups mean a lot to you. Um, how about throughout the year, do you find yourself picking the same players? Uh, that's not as important to me, unless it's a value play. Unless I can get, like, uh, like I'll take Theo Riddick until DraftKings catches up to the fact that Theo Riddick is going to catch a lot of balls. Mm-hmm. Something to that degree. Now, I'm okay. not saying Theo Riddick specifically, but I'll find a week. I'll find a weak spot and then I'll exploit it for as long until as I can until they catch up. How about like last year, Devontae Freeman scores three touchdowns. Yeah. And then the next week he scores three touchdowns again. Yeah. So then the week after that, yeah. do you say, no way, I can't get him because he's not going to do it again? Or do you say, I, I got to ride this guy and I got to nah, get it? I, gotta I probably get it say front. no way because of the value. Okay. But yeah, I'm probably off him after two weeks. One week, two weeks, sure. I'm probably so off him after two weeks. So you're looking at that when you're setting your sure. roster throughout the season. Sure. You're looking at what this guy's been doing. Sure. Okay. Unless he's going to play the Saints. Mm-hmm. Unless it's that third week's against the Saints and he could go off again. He could go off again. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Um, so I want to I want to look at our teams. Okay. So this is something we'll do every let, week. Let me, let me, I want to drop a little bit before we get into the teams. Okay. I want to drop a little bit of advice for okay. everybody who's going to play fantasy after they listen to this podcast. Play yourself a Thursday night game. We talked about this a little That's before right, we yeah. hit record, okay. right? So play a Thursday night game, find out percentage-wise who is the least owned player. So why does this matter to you? Okay, because I want to win a lot of money. Okay. So if everybody is going to be on Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware this week. You don't want him on your team. Spencer Ware is probably not a good Indicative of this, okay, he's yeah, because because he's so going to be so and much his more value. value. Is still so low. It's going to okay, be his so, so his money's so low that I'm going to lose value by not playing Spencer Ware. Gotcha. But I if understand. I find there's a guy who has just maybe a good matchup, mm-hmm. and 80% of DraftKings is playing him, maybe I don't want him. So maybe a guy like Brandon Cooks, sure, shoot out this week. It's the Raiders' good. defense isn't that good. The secondary is suspect. Right. Everyone's probably a lot of people are probably going to have right. Brandon Cooks in their lineup. Right. So you maybe will say, well, instead of Brandon Cooks, 
let me drop down and go T.Y. Hilton, who maybe isn't on as many teams. Something right. Like that, same value. Right. So if, if I'm looking on my Thursday league, my Thursday roster gets set, I see who all the percentage of people owned are, and I see that Brandon Cooks is owned by 65% of league. Yep but only 15% T.Y. Hilton, then that's going to make me t- take T.Y. Hilton. Gotcha. Because I want the chance to be better than everybody else, not be in the herd with everybody gotcha. else. Okay, that makes All right. sense. So let's talk about our teams a little talk bit. Talk about our teams. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you're – I mean, I, I kind of went off the board. The way I kind of build it is I go for – I look at my the, the blank slate, you know, with all the, yeah. the slots, and I'll, and I'll pick running back. Okay. And I'll look at running back, and I'll go through, and I'll say, who's one running back I have to have on my team this okay. week? And I'll pick that guy. Not even looking at the money. I'll mm-hmm. just say, I want this guy. Yep. Then I'll go wide receiver, and I'll do the exact same thing. I'll mm-hmm. say, who's one wide receiver I have to have on my team this week? Okay. Again, I don't care about the price. Okay. They could be two guys who are worth 9000 Sure. Or they could be two guys who are worth 4000 Sure. Regardless, it's two guys that I have to have on my team no matter what. Okay. And I do that, and then I start to build. Then okay. I start to build up process. Okay. So I, I'm going to start off. I guess we should start off with quarterback. Okay. Even though this is going to make my team look really weird. Yeah. Because I do something. This is what I. This is very common for me. Is I usually don't spend money on the quarterback position. Yep. Because I'm of the thought process that a lot of quarterbacks are going to get a lot of points. Right. I especially like quarterbacks that cost five thousand dollars. Sure. Or the five or the fifty-two hundred. And this is and this is another answer. great week. If you're playing daily fantasy, play week one. And here's why: DraftKings has had their value set for weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long, but it's a long time. Mm -hmm. So everything that's happened between the time their values were set hasn't changed. So you'll find, now I'm not saying start Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz Mm -hmm. is a starting quarterback who's 5,000 this week, right? So Spencer Ware, again, if they were setting the value today, Spencer Ware would be... If if they were starting it today, he'd be really high. Really high. 65 or 7,000. Right, but he's only 4,400, right? Exactly. So go in week one, go find those way... Over undervalued guys mm-hmm. because of what may have happened during the preseason. Sure, uh, and so with that, my starting quarterback on my week one DraftKings team is Dak Prescott. It's a Dak attack. Okay. Five thousand yeah. dollars. Dak against the Giants. They usually score a lot of points in those games. I think he will. I think he hooks up with Dez two times, and I don't know if he has a third touchdown pass in him or a rushing touchdown in him. But I think he throws two touchdown passes to Des Bryant, and I think at five thousand dollars, that's plenty. Yeah, it's plenty. Absolutely, it's going to be your quarterback. my quarterback. And let me tell you a little bit before I tell you my quarterback is. Let me tell you how I build my teams, yeah, like yeah. just like you did. Yeah. All right. So what I look for, I'm looking for value. Okay. And I'm playing tournaments, so I am looking for a combination. Half my team is going to be great value at a very low dollar amount, and the other half is going to be very expensive guys who will produce that mm-hmm. right and so it's been a while since we've had a DraftKings, so i can't remember what my target number is and i'll tell you next week on the podcast what i'm looking for to get to for number but you're looking at the dollar amount per pan- per fantasy point right so if i want to get let's say three times the fifty thousand dollar salary cap right mm-hmm. everybody i go through on my roster i need i want to see can i project him to score Three times that. Uh, maybe what you're it's, paying for him. Right. Maybe so it's four times. Maybe okay. maybe the, the winning guy from the million-dollar so matchmaker. So in that regard, like for Dak, I paid mm-hmm. 5000 for him. Ideally, I'd like to see 15 points right. return. Right. Maybe it's four times. Okay. Maybe the maybe the, the guy who wins millionaire matchmaker is 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 200 points. So we'll rem- we'll talk about it next week, and I'll, gotcha. maybe okay. I'll go back and look. But it is – I'm going to take that number out. What is it going to take for my 50000 to reach that gotcha. pinnacle number, right? 
So in this case, I will in, in tournaments, I will start with very low value guys who are going to get there and then high ceiling guy I mean high point guys who will also get that. Yep. Okay? So this is how I built my team. We'll start I went with Brock Osweiler. And how much did you pay for him? I paid 6300, which I was surprised he was a little high, but I think that he probably yeah. throws three touchdowns yeah. this week yeah. easy. Yeah, I definitely saw him. So we talked about how much. And you'll hear this. That you'll probably hear it from your roster. We're going to hear it from my roster. I think Chicago is the worst defense week one in the NFL. Okay. They're missing starting corners. Sure. They're not very good. That, yeah. I won't argue. Jay Cutler is going to turn the ball over mm-hmm. a lot. I saw Brock throw deep to Will Fuller a lot. Mm-hmm. He's going to start. And I saw. Uh, and we didn't see DeAndre Hopkins, but, we know. but he we know if he can throw to Will Fuller, you're gonna throw to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, no so. question, no question about it. Uh, let's go to the running backs. My two starting running backs. This is where um, I spent some good coin here for okay. my two starting running backs. There's the when I said I start my my thing by going to the running back position, picking the one guy that I have to have on my team. The one guy I have to have on my roster this week is Doug Martin. And I don't think Atlanta is a very good defense, mm-hmm. and I think that Tampa Bay will be able to run, and I think Doug Martin can have a big game this week. So, and at the and I was the added benefit of it being only sixty two hundred dollars, I'm all about getting Doug Martin at that price value. Sure. And my other running back is going up against those wonderful Chicago Bears players, and I'm going Lamar Miller at seven thousand dollars. I got M- Lamar Miller also, mm-hmm. um, and I. Do not have Doug Martin in this lineup, but I've built three lineups. But the one we're talking about, I do not have him. I do like Doug Martin. I went Lamar Miller and I went Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware, okay, right. which is the For guy that you forty four hundred dollars probably should have. I, I probably yeah. should have. Lamar. You probably, probably should have Spencer Ware. And because you're going to be able to save. How much did you pay for Doug Martin? I paid $6,200. Do you have a running back in your flex? I do not. Okay, so you're going to be able to save $2,200 on Doug Martin. For sure, I'm just looking at that flex, and I'm seeing that money that I could have just put on top of that Right, flex and so we'll, let's do this. Let's come back when we get to your flex, and let's see who we can substitute that guy for. Who we can substitute with that. The, right. Yeah, with that difference. All right, okay. so who are your receivers? Uh, who are your – Who are your, oh, you said your running back. Lamar and – yeah, and where? Um, My receivers – I'll go my three receivers that you have to have in there. Um, I spent $6,000 on Jarvis Landry. Uh, just because I really like Jarvis Landry, okay. and uh, I think he can, he, I think they're going to target him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent sixty six hundred in that same game for Doug Baldwin because I think Russell Wilson is quarterback number one and will throw a lot of touchdowns this year. And I think that starts Week One against Miami. And I spent seventy four hundred dollars. My actually, it turned out to be my highest paid player is Mike Evans, also against Atlanta. I obviously don't like Atlanta. I obviously think Tampa Bay will score points against Atlanta, and so I'm cool with having Mike Evans and Doug Martin on my team. So, after I've heard the first, you know, six guys in your lineup, do you feel like you would play this in a tournament or in a, like, 50-50 guaranteed price pool? I think because I don't know the difference, yeah. that, there are diff- that you should have different teams in those things, yep. I'd just play it across the board. Okay. Because I don't know what's going this on. Sounds like a, this sounds like a GPP. That stands for guaranteed price pool. So, what that is is, you know, like a 50-50 contest, half the field wins, half okay. the field doesn't win. In those types of in those types of leagues, you want these you want these teams where you're picking everybody, like like an auction draft. You're picking not real top guys, uh, not real gotcha. low guys. You're picking everybody in the middle gotcha. because you're looking for consistency and guys who aren't going to give you zeros. I see. And right. It goes back to what I said earlier. How I said I'm very conservative. When yes, I play that is football. a very conservative that makes lineup. Sense now the way and you put it's it. a very good lineup. Mm-hmm. You would love to start that lineup. It's going to be very good. 
it but it's may not, not going to get me 200 points. It may win. not get you 200 points. Uh, it's a very safe one. Okay, I see what you yeah. mean. That's, that's, that's an interesting way of putting it. Okay, so, that, make, that makes perfect sense as well. And you'll and so we'll go back at the end and we'll compare our rosters and we'll see how I build the tournament lineup and you build a you build the GPP sure. lineup. So, so go ahead. Your your three wide receivers. DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. Again, I love the stack. I think you have to stack in daily if you're in a tournament. I think if you can get a quarterback who's going to be huge and you find the receiver is going to be huge. So by stack you mean by going off one quarterback? Well, yeah, right? sometimes you can go one offense. Or a game. Or a game. Okay. Or a quarterback and receiver. Okay. In this case, I went three guys from Houston mm-hmm. because I think Chicago is going to be so bad. Okay. All right? So I went DeAndre Hopkins. And I think you could substitute this for Will Fuller, and you could come back and get a better flex. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Julio Jones. Okay. So now i got a team that has Julio and DeAndre in it. And then I went Tajay Sharp. Now Who's Tajay Sharp is a starter in the NFL – for the minimum you pay for a receiver, $3,000. Yeah, if if he has – so if I want three to four times value from him in a – is this – DraftKings is a full point PPR, correct. correct? So I need six catches from him and 60 yards, yeah. no touchdowns. Which is a number one receiver. A number one receiver. Why not? Right. Six, yard, six, catches, for 60 touch, for six catches for 60 yards, no touchdowns. That gives me four times Tajay Sharp's value. I'm all over that. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, and those th- are so those are my three receivers. three receivers. Then, for me and the flex, I have a wide receiver, and I took a guy that you've mentioned a couple times, Will Fuller. Right. I think he's the starter against a bad defense. I know he's going to be on the field. I know that Brock at least no can gauge his speed, has an understanding of how he can get under these deep balls. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the Bears, whatever they have, whatever spaghetti strands of secondary they have left, it'll be focused on DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. And so I think that Will Fuller at the bare bones of 3700 bucks. I think uh I think could be a good play this week. You want Tajay Sharp for 3000 or Will Fuller for 37? Looking at it that way, I'm probably taking ta- I'm probably taking Sharp for 3000. Okay. Although I think if you were to ask me I mean it depends what you do with the 700, me, right? I mean Yeah, if you but if you're going to ask me who I think if if only one of those guys is going to score a touchdown, mm-hmm. I'd say Will Fuller sure. is going to get I agree. That I agree. I think he has a better chance getting yeah. in the end zone. Yeah. Who's your flex? So my flex is Anquan Bolden. Really? Yes. I think, it, yeah, I, I like Anquan Bolden. $4,500, super okay. cheap, right? Wow. Okay. And and I think this is, we've talked about it a couple times, I think this is a really high scoring game. And I think that Marvin Jones and, and Golden Tate are going to take whatever focus that bad secondary has. And if they put all three of those guys on the field at one time, the last guy you're defending is, is Anquan Bolden. And I think he is going to be a guy that Matthew Stafford can lean on because he's an old veteran who will catch possessions. This is a PPR league. If he has six catches and a touchdown and 50 yards, I've got my value. You've got huge value on him. Yeah, I think there's – I think there – this is a – that pick right there probably makes or breaks your team. Sure. I think in a but sense, that's how I pick my Just w- as easily as Anquan, and maybe this is why this is why you would consider it a tournament team. Yeah. Um, I think just as easily as Anquan gets you what you just said you think you might get from him. He could get three points. He could just as easily get you. Right. Yeah, and, that's, easily and, that's why I'm, that, and that's why I'm playing this in a tournament league, and that's why I play tournaments. Because I'm going to win, or I'm, I, gotcha. I don't want to win three dollars yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. win it all. Yep. So yep, I'm, yep, yep. yeah. So you're going for those boom. I'm guys. going for the, the boom guys. Potential to have the boom. I understand. Right. That makes sense. Uh, my tight end is a guy that I think is uh, with his matchup and the way his quarterback loves him, and with the star running back gone, 
I think is going to get a lot of points. That's Travis Kelsey. I just think to me for five sure. grand, I think he probably outproduces two two of my starting receivers. I wouldn't be surprised, and he's so much cheaper than them. He's over a thousand dollars cheaper than them. I think Kelsey's a great play for five grand. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I went Ertz. Um, Another guy I love. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to have a bunch of catches mm-hmm. this week. Yep. They're playing a bad Cleveland defense. Yep. Yep. Carson Wentz. First time, you know, mm-hmm. starting, mm-hmm. looks for the quick mm-hmm. tight end passes. Absolutely. Um, he was only forty three hundred dollars, and, yeah. and and so I, I think that's that's probably okay. Yeah, I don't mind now that that's a, that's a guy I probably I think doesn't get three times his value. Um, and tight end, it's really hard. It's tough. To, to it's get tough because to, it comes down to the touchdown. Really. Yeah, it really you does. A touchdown when it, it comes to a if Ertz cut, catches a touchdown, I'm I'm making money this week. So yeah, that's I, I would say that's fair yeah. to say. And then uh, defense, kind of what I do is I. Just whatever's left over, I just go to the defense. Sure. I think that's what and now do. I I do that sometimes, but what what I do is I'll leave my flex open, and I'll go find a defense first who is startable for as little as possible, mm-hmm. um, and then that gives tells me how much money I have in my flex. And it's so hard to project. It is. Defense, man. But it's I'm so taking like, the Browns against the, Carson oh, Wentz. The Browns, okay. I I mean again I mean Carson Wentz starting his first mm-hmm. game. The Browns aren't very good, but they're yeah. so cheap. They're like the second or third yeah, yeah. I think lowest. Ultimately, you're just looking for something where you say, "Can I get a turnover out of this team?" Yeah, I'm getting get three turnovers this yeah. week. And so I went, I went a different route. I kind of looked for the best defense at the lowest price. Okay. And that that took me to Minnesota. They're mm-hmm. playing Tennessee. We both talked about how much we like Mariota. That doesn't mean I don't think Mariota can turn the ball over. Sure. I think Minnesota's a good. You also said Minnesota's how much you like their defense, defense this week. I think, yeah, they're a really yeah. strong. Defense. I think they play inspired. They were the best defense. At my price point that I had left over for it, mm-hmm. so I took Minnesota. It's whatever. Like we said, I can't sit here and tell you with a lot of not. I mean, I can tell you what defense you shouldn't start. You know, I can tell you like a really bad play, but I think it's tough to say to project defense because you don't know if they're going to get turnovers. You don't know how many sacks they're going to get. You don't know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter. They're going to get that weird, weird turnover or a couple sacks. So it's very tough to project. It, so I kind of just see what the money was left over. Um, but that's it, man. Uh, that's that's the way this podcast is going to kind of run each week. Um, we'll hit you in the beginning with your regular fantasy team. We'll hit you with Stardom and Sidem. We'll hit you with our over and under, where we can talk about some of the higher paid, higher uh, drafted players, and kind of give you at least a gauge going into the week on what you can expect, what you shouldn't expect. We'll also always talk. We'll also always update you on kind of our leagues, what we're doing, the trades that we make, the trades that we see in our leagues. We'll talk about those. I mean, Ian, if if a trade goes down in the local four league, you know, potentially would say say a Jamie Edmonds. I mean, let 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 me know. Yeah, you I know, will. I'll be very interested to hear. Yeah, you probably won't hear from anybody until she, I tell you. Yeah I'll, yeah, I'll be very interested to hear what she may give up to get a starting running back for the first couple weeks of the season. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that Jamie strikes you as a person who doesn't overreact to. Missing a starting running back for one week or and have a suspension for his other running back. I can running tell you that backs. I don't think she's someone who Notices. Overreacts, overreacts to that. Okay. I don't think she's someone who's going to make a rash decision and potentially trade someone better. Are you talking about yourself to... or no, a friend no. you know? No, no, no. A no, no, friend. No, 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 Jamie Edmonds. I'm oh, Jamie, about, Jamie. I'm talking okay. about a local four sportscaster, Jamie Edmonds. That's the only thing I'm talking about. Okay. So that's the way we'll do it. We'll, we'll kind of break down our fantasy leagues, things we're hearing, things we're seeing around around the office here at the station. And, uh, you know, we just want this to be fun. We want this to be kind of, this is like me and Ian said last week, this is what we would do if we didn't have a microphone in our hand. 
if we weren't recording ourselves. This is what Wait, we there do. are microphones? I thought yes, we were just talking. We're just, we're just in this weird room. By, by it's so hot in here, it's by the way. so hot. Can we pick room. a new place? Seriously, we need some. It's like an audio booth from... 1970. Maybe when we get a hundred people to listen to a podcast, I will tweet a picture of the room we're in. <laughs> yeah, because it is uh, like Freddy Krueger sharpens his nails in this room. I'll, I'll put it that way. Actually, we got to get off because I think Freddy Krueger is coming in 15 minutes. Absolutely. We are uh, on our way out here, guys. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Week one. Every week. We got it. It's in the Woo! bag, buddy. Good job. Uh We'll 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 look over our our daily teams next week. We'll see who did better. Um, my money's on Ian. Um, we will look and we will kind of recap you on what our fantasy teams are because listen, we should be winning our fantasy football leagues if we're going to talk to you about fantasy football, right? For sure. So that's the way it is, Ian. Um, thank you for joining me today, Ian. This was fun. Always I'm glad uh, it's you and not Spindler. And uh, until next not week, click Adam on Spindler. Detroit. We will see you next week. We out! Fourth and fourth.